Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now. Monday, March 20th, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, ready to break down the Monday NHL slate. We have uh, five games on tap tonight. We'll get to those momentarily. Uh, a brand new week ready to begin. You know, this is the third to final week of the regular season. We've got three full weeks of regular season hockey uh, remaining. So uh, it is. there's not much left uh, when it's all said and done. Actually, I shouldn't say that. There's four. Uh, I forgot there's the week of the March of uh, April 10th is also a regular season week, and then it ends on that Friday. So we have four weeks. We're basically inside a month now uh, from the Stanley Cup playoffs. And, man, are we excited about it. It really is the push for the playoffs now. The games are just so critical, so important, and we have a couple really important games tonight uh, on this uh, Monday NHL slate for teams battling for playoff positioning. Uh, hopefully – our viewers and our listeners uh, of the show will be able to battle to being with us tomorrow night on the Ice Guys Live Betcast. Uh, Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Uh, Eastern Time, uh, live betting and commentary. Uh, me, Alex, a bunch of our viewers and listeners, anyone essentially that wants to join us on the Betcast as a guest, you are more than welcome. Drinking is encouraged and welcomed because it's a bar and a pub atmosphere. That's what we strive for with every Betcast. A lot of fun just watching the games, shooting the shit live betting, uh, and trying to make some money in the process and just hanging out, watching everything unfold. So uh, DM at Bobano on Twitter or email Bobano350 at gmail.com, and I will uh, send you the link uh, to for the BetCast if you request one. Uh, and uh, excited about it. And it's a big Tuesday slate tomorrow uh, as yeah. usual. So uh, looking forward to the Ice Guys Live BetCast tomorrow night, Tuesday, March 21st, starting at 7 o'clock p.m. Uh, Eastern time. Uh, we'll look back on yesterday. It was a pretty busy uh, Sunday uh, of NHL action. And it starts with, I said yesterday on the show, I'm either going to look like an idiot or a genius. And it was unfortunately the former with the uh, Buffalo Sabres as they got just absolutely dismantled by the Boston Bruins who have certainly, at least for a couple of games now, put to bed this notion of they're just going through the motions here uh, at the end of the regular season. Seven to nothing. They kicked the extra point too. Uh, with about two minutes to go, courtesy of Charlie McAvoy. That's pretty tough if he had the under, because Boston getting all the goals to uh, send that game up and over the total. Uh, not a good day again for Uko Pekalukunen or the Sabre def uh, defensive unit, which again struggled 7 nothing. And um, if we haven't lowered the casket into the ground yet, we're close when it comes to the Buffalo Sabres season. Uh, after that uh, 7 to nothing loss to the uh, Boston Bruins uh, last night. Uh, Minnesota Wild. Ovechkin ended up playing, but it did not matter for the Capitals. They still go down to defeat 5-3 to three at the hands of the Minnesota Wild. There it was again, Alex, another Minnesota home game on a weekend and another over for the uh, Minnesota Wild. And eight goals in that one, a uh, 5-3 Wild win. And after being just this under machine for the longest time, all of a sudden, they're on a nice little overheater, the Minnesota Wild here in their recent games. Uh, very impressive win for them. Hartman was very solid for the uh, Wild. Boldy, Excellent game. Two goals, both of them in the uh, first period. That's a great sign for Minnesota. Matt Boldy is starting to sh wake up from his doldrums there because, look, he was in a little funk and a little drought offensively for a while there. Uh, but he is starting to get it rolling again uh, for Minnesota. And that's good news for Minnesota Wild fans and uh, backers moving forward as we get closer to the uh, playoffs. 
Uh, congrats to um, Alex for, I don't know if he hit everything with the Columbus and the Vegas game, but boy, oh boy. And it started out a little, you know, it was 1-1 there for a bit. Columbus actually yeah. tied it early in the uh, second period. We got the puck line in the first period. Uh, it was one nothing Vegas after the first period, but then Columbus ties it 1-1, and Alex will talk about it in a second here. I can only imagine what he was thinking at that point. Like It's like, come on, Vegas. Uh, yeah, pitter-patter, let's get at her. For those of you that watch uh, Letterkenny, <laughs> let's go here. Uh, it's supposed to be a team you're supposed to dismantle, but the dismantling did eventually show up, uh, and it was pretty much all uh, Vegas. They just uh, exploded back half of the second period uh, for four goals, and they ended up with a five uh, to one lead going into the uh, third period, and that was pretty much all she wrote. They cruised and rolled to an eventual seven to two victory over the uh, Jackets. And I mentioned the team total. I also had a piece of that over four. Uh, that ended up cashing with plenty of uh, room to spare. So, Alex, you don't have often have those instances during a season where you love something so much, you attack it from every angle, uh, and you really go in deep and big uh, on a particular game. That Vegas game, just like the Anaheim game the other night, we picked on you picked on Columbus Friday night as well. You picked on them again yesterday with Vegas, and it obviously paid dividends. Absolutely. I made a personal decision. I didn't bet any college basketball yesterday. I didn't bet any of the other NHL games, even though there were spots that I liked. I put everything into uh, this one contest, and it paid out pretty well. Did lose a couple things. I hit – so I'll just go down the list of what I had. I ended up hitting the – Puck line that we played here, so the plus 105 with a half a goal. But I did lose the plus 225 laying the whole goal. Did end up losing the first period over at 2 plus 130. At that point, I didn't really panic. And I tweeted out, like, you know, sucked we lost, but here's what we're zeroing in on. I laid minus 200 on over one and a half goals in the second period. You know, I don't lay minus 200 on much of anything usually. That was worth that. I thought that was easy. I also liked both teams to score. Got that at plus 140. Jack Eichel's second goal, I hit that on the next to the score prop. So we did well. Everything we lost, we got back and then some. So it was uh, that was a wonderful game, and it's been a nice little run. If you look at what Columbus's schedule looks like the next few games, we might actually be able to hit some more bets, not as many. And not as concentrated as the last two games, but we still might have some good spots to pick apart with this team because they have a brutal finishing schedule to, to wrap up the year. Yeah, of course, they uh, play in Washington. And that's funny. It's They go from West Coast, where they've been in California, San Jose, L.A., Anaheim, that trifecta. They go to Vegas yesterday. They're coming off the Vegas game, and they actually continue on the road. They don't go home. They continue on the road. They're in Washington uh, tomorrow night against the uh, Capitals. And uh, – you know, the only caveat to, you know, just beating up on Columbus again from a betting perspective tomorrow night is that Washington's not in great form all of a sudden and they're fading yeah. out of it. You know, is the belief still there in the dressing room for Washington? That still may not matter because Columbus right now, man, you talk about defensive problems. You talk about goaltending problems. Tarasov's second tour of duty with the Jackets has been rough and, and that's putting it mildly. And obviously we expect nothing from Michael Hutchinson in terms of saving yeah. the day uh, in net for the Blue Jackets. So tough times still may be worth our while to look at the Capitals in various forms tomorrow night. And and here's the thing. They play that one home, that one road game in Washington. They come home for a game and then they go back on the road for three more. And we talked about this. And if you haven't watched the video on Patreon yet about us talking about the, the announcers and I talk about how I listen to a lot of radio. I listened to that game on, on Vegas's radio feed. They were the ones talking about it. And you could just hear in their voices, they were like, wow, like, we're glad, glad the Knights don't have to deal with that. Like, it was, you know, so 
knowing what we know about Columbus and how they've just kind of seemingly have kind of cashed out of some of these games right now, and they just don't have the horses or talent to even deal with some of these good teams. You add that in with this this travel schedule. Uh, like I said, this this might end up. I don't know when when Columbus is going to get a win again. To be honest, based on on what I and like I said, and all the teams that they're playing are fighting for playoff spots or in playoff spots. So, uh, you know, it, it's it's just going to go from bad to worse. But that hopefully, it'll be in our favor. We continue to cash with them. Yeah, exactly. And you mentioned listening to the Ra- Vegas radio broadcast. That's Dan Duva, of course, who's the uh, play-by-play guy. And you know, it's funny. His partner on the radio broadcast is a guy that doesn't get paid enough, I think, because the, the, the shit he's doing for the Vegas Golden Knights, like he's everywhere. He's their main yep. reporter. He's their main insider. He's on the television side of things on their broadcast for pregame, postgame, and intermissions with Darren Millard. He's the radio analyst during the game with <laughs> yeah. Dan Duva, Gary Lawless. I mean, they got they don't pay that man enough. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous how much, yeah. what they've got him doing there. He's got doing a million different things. He's doing the radio analyst. He doesn't get an intermission to chill and relax he's on television sitting there with millard i mean it's, it's yeah. with home games and, and uh it's pretty amazing it's just he's everywhere that's interesting because that's usually you see that with like a lot of ahl or ihl like broadcasts back in the day yeah. like yeah you have like four people that just ran everything because there wasn't you know enough money in the budget i'm sure there's plenty of money in the budget but and hopefully he's getting taken care of but yeah it's it's cool that he gets to you know put on that many caps and and you know it gives him a i think he's one of the better analysts too on radio because he can give you such a in you know in-depth description of everything because he's literally everywhere so that's uh it's, it's a good insight to have and that's a good broadcast i that's one of my favorite radio broadcasts in the league yeah they've got it they got it made vegas i mean yeah, they're spoiled they, rotten they've, they've done everything right mm-hmm. essentially for, obviously some things with the firing of gallant and some things i mean on the ice that they haven't done yeah. right in the management but i'm talking about their broadcasts tv and radio they hit it out of the park right from day yeah. one uh no doubt about both of them high level quality productions, TV, radio broadcasts for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, you know what was a high-level quality production last night? The performance by the New York Rangers. Holy shit, 7 to nothing uh, over the uh, Nashville uh, Predators as the king of segues uh, strikes again. Uh, definitely, I mean, you look at this uh, Rangers team. Wow, I mean, that's two nights in a row. We see the potential of what they might be able to do offensively. Uh, and it is, uh, it's, you know, it's amazing about last night. It was a quiet night for Tarasenko. It was a quiet night for Kane. And instead, you get Hedl and Sabanajad. And you get Keandre Miller uh, stepping up with two goals. And you have Tyler Mott chipping in. And uh, Trocek gets a couple of points. I mean, that's scary what could happen if they get everybody chipping in and helping out this Rangers team. They just dummy the Nashville Predators last night, uh, 7 to nothing in that game. So much for the better, at least halfway decent play of Kevin Lankinen. Uh, this season obviously a tough night for him uh, in goal for the uh, Predators and the Rangers rolled what an impressive uh, weekend uh, for the uh, New York Rangers no question with those back-to-back beatdowns at home over the Pittsburgh Penguins and the uh, Nashville uh, Predators New Jersey with a 5-2 win against Tampa uh, best bet hits for me with the Devils I, I, I didn't get worried even when they were down uh, 2-0 I just said get the next goal and I think they're going to spring to life and man did that ever happen they got that 2-1 goal in the second period, and then New Jersey just took over. And Tampa looked dead from that point on. Like, New Jersey just dominated the game once they got that goal and made it 2-1. to one. That was such an important goal, and they uh, took over the game from that point, and they end up getting a 5-2 to two victory over Tampa. And then in the insignificant game of the day, Vancouver wins in a pretty a dull affair against the Anaheim Ducks, 2-1. Uh, to one. Alex, the rest of the card, any thoughts? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, not, not Nashville. It's a, you said about Buffalo. You know, talking about you know if we haven't lowered the casket already. Well, as far as Nashville is concerned, we're already at the repass eating hot chicken. Uh, this predator seems toast, and they just looked really bad, and it just got like bad to worse. Like the body language—that's the thing when you see with these teams, these beatdowns. Just the body language was, just told you they were they were toast uh, right into the second period and, and beyond. And like I said, this Ranger team, this offense is something scary when they get everything rolling. Like I said, it doesn't have to be the top guys; it can be these bottom tier guys. Adding Tarasenko and Kane to an already potent offense now means that. You have, what, nine to ten forwards and about two to three defensemen in total that you have to worry about offensively. And what other teams can we really say that about? Dallas and Boston, really. Those are the only, those are the only teams I think that are deep, as deep, as deeper, if not deeper offensively. And, um, you know, I think this is going to be something we have to look at, too. We talk about how, the you know, historically defense runs the playoffs and, and we see these lower scoring games. I think that's going to take place later on in the postseason. I think we were in for a wild first round with some of the matchups that we could potentially see and, and some of the, the 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 offense. Like a lot of teams, think about throughout the years that have won cups, they've gotten their defensive play rolling late. It wasn't that they were scoring a bunch of goals this time of the year. They were doing that more in the middle of the year. You know, Colorado wasn't winning games eight to two uh, in in late March and April last year. They were winning games three to two. But if you have these top tier teams like Boston and, and the Rangers and, and Dallas putting up five, six, seven goals right now, they can carry that momentum over. Yeah, that could be really tough. For, uh, and we might see some short, high scoring series in the first round. So something, something. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, th- 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 this first round. Yeah, it's setting up to be something uh, extremely, extremely uh, fun to watch, exciting. Uh, and you know what's insane about last night? I think this is really insane about how scary, you're right, the Rangers' offense could be. Seven goals last night, no goals, and not even a single point from either Kane or Tarasenko, the new Rangers, last night. How insane is that? Seven goals, and they didn't get a single point, those two guys. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, one one point for Patrick Kane in two games where the team scores a combined 13 goals, you're not going to hear that too often. So no. that, that no. just shows you how, how deep uh and loaded this team is yeah very impressive stuff from the arranged yeah i do want to mention those two fights it was great to see it they're just spontaneous you know it was a heated game with the and I, we haven't even mentioned it though the jets and the blues it's the one game i forgot to mention very disappointing setback for the uh, jets losing three nothing to the uh, blues they just didn't seem to have the energy last night seriously the jets i mean they, they actually outshot the blues but i didn't they they, they they didn't have that extra oomph though behind them even though it looks like on the shot on goal uh, board that they played the Blues. I don't think it was their best uh, game by any stretch, but Nikolai Ehlers fighting Braden Shen, I did like that. That was pretty cool. Yeah. And and believe it or not, Nikolai Ehlers has fought before. He's a guy that will, you know, if it's to, at the point where his team really needs a spark and he's frustrated and things aren't going his way, like he does have a little bit of a, an edge to him, Ehlers, for as uh, talented and skilled a player as he is. And to fight Shen, who obviously fights a lot more than Ehlers does, uh, very impressive. That was a good scrap too. He hung in there pretty nicely. Uh, Ehlers, I think Shen took over at the end, but you know, Ehlers did well. I think he made a great account of himself. And then it goes without saying Dylan Cousins is someone, you know, that still wants the Sabres to do well. I applaud that kid. I mean, thank goodness. Someone showed some fucking heart guts, you know, and when you're getting absolutely embarrassed on your home ice by the Boston Bruins and you showed some pushback, he fights Trent Frederick, uh, in that game, uh, yesterday, uh, that's why Dylan Cousins is a keeper, 
Okay, yeah. that's why I think he's future captain material, in my opinion, for the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, he wears his heart on his sleeve. The work ethic every night is superb. He's a physical player to go with the ability to finish and score goals offensively. And then he's got that element, too, where, hey, if I need to fight and drop the gloves and try to change the momentum of a hockey game for my team, damn it, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Absolutely, and and that's what you need, and and having those complete players, and and that's the thing we I've I've talked about too. We always talk about the whole how yes, we miss fighting in hockey, we miss the enforcer role, but what's also really missed, and what we don't talk about from those days, are the guys who could score forty goals, give you points, but also defend themselves and fight. You know, I think that's what's really lost. The Brendan Shanahan types, for example, you know that that you can defend yourself and play tough, but you can also be a complete player. And I think that's what's missing in the game. And that's the thing that really needs to be, if we're going to, if we want to keep fighting in hockey, which all of us as fans and, and, and a lot of players, and people in the league and in, in the game want to let's, let's, you know, try to modify and adapt role and have those guys, you know, maybe work on their fighting. I'm not saying that, you know, the best superstar in the world have to just, you know, get into a fight. We're not going to expect Connor McDavid to all of a sudden start, you know, getting fighting majors left and right. But, if you you know are going to have the game be wide open and you don't want to have the just goon element, then maybe everybody should just learn how to defend themselves, and then that way we can cut down on some of these cheap shots. If if you know you're going to hit uh, a guy like Cousins and he's going to fight back, where as opposed to you know you're hitting an, another star player and you know this guy's not going to retaliate, so I can get away with it. It's like no, the element and option of you have to deal with that guy head on as soon as you hit him. Maybe that'll change things a bit more than trying to bring back the, the old enforcer setup or, you know, getting rid of the instigator and things like that. Like, you know, let's try to be maybe modern about uh, changing the game up. So that is a, a good thing to kind of uh, to see when you have those guys who have the skill but can also defend themselves and their teammates. Yeah, exactly. And those are the fights I love. It's just in the spontaneity of the game. Uh, and, uh, you know, you, you, you're trying to spark your team. I love those kind of uh, instances where we see the gloves dropped. All right, let's get to the Monday card. Five games and this is a huge game. I think in terms of importance, this is one of the games of the night that's critical uh, for both sides. Pittsburgh, they're now down in the second wildcard spot uh, in the Eastern Conference, and the team that has to try to catch them is the team they're playing tonight, the Ottawa Senators. Uh, Pittsburgh minus 160, home favorite, 6.5 the total uh, in this game. Uh, Pittsburgh's first game after that uh, blowout loss, national television Saturday night against the uh, New York Rangers on ABC, about as ugly as it can get uh, for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins in that game, uh, having to rebound and having to respond now at home against an Ottawa Senators team that lost their fifth straight game to the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, 5-4 in a shootout, fifth straight game overall, I mean. Uh, but the last two efforts were very, very good efforts from Ottawa. I thought they were even, if not slightly outplayed Colorado, despite losing 5-4. And they definitely outplayed and outchanced Toronto on Saturday night, despite losing 5-4 in a shootout. So I like what I've seen. I've seen them. This is not a team that's packing it in, the Ottawa Senators. Not at all. They have not given up hope. It's a long shot. It is highly unlikely that this is a playoff team. I think we can all admit that right now. But don't tell Ottawa, you know, our season's over. You know, they're not believing it yet. And if they win tonight in regulation, suddenly they're within five points of the Pittsburgh Penguins for that final wildcard spot. So this is gigantic tonight for the Ottawa Senators. This is the game where if they lose, especially in regulation, and they get nothing, and Pittsburgh goes up nine points on Ottawa, this is the time where you say, good night, see you, Ottawa, it's done. That is how important this game is for the uh, Ottawa Senators tonight. I like Ottawa in the draw split here. 
That's what I'm going to go with in this game. Uh, plus 140. I know Pittsburgh, you could say, don't fade Pittsburgh. They're embarrassed. They're going to come back home and show it. I don't think they're playing good enough to be a minus 160 favorite and be trustworthy, even off a horrendous performance like they had against the New York Rangers the other night. They've lost three in a row. You know, Rangers beat them twice. Montreal, you know how wretched they've been defensively lately. They came into Pittsburgh and beat them 6-4, to four, you know, earlier this week as well. So I just don't like what I'm seeing from the Penguins right now. I like that I'm seeing some heart, some, as Darren Pang says, a little gumption uh, right now from the uh, Ottawa Senators, uh, not, not rolling over, and they know it. You know, you don't have to tell Timmy Stutzla or Drake Batherson or Shabbat or anyone on the Ottawa Senators. They have to win this, and they probably have to win it in regulation. They know it. So that's what I'm going to do here. With this Ottawa bet, I'm going to go with a little uh, – I'm going to go with in regulation and the draw. That's what I'm going to do here because the way I see it, you know, hmm. they've got to try to win this game in regulation, not let uh, Pittsburgh get the two points. So instead of just going with Ottawa plus 140 and the straight money line – I'm going to go with the, the split bet this time is going to be the regulation bet on Ottawa. Sweeten the pot a little bit. Get a little bit better price because I could see Ottawa. This is not going to be one of those usual circumstances that Alex and I have talked about a ton where 3-3 in the third period. When I'm hoping it's 3-3 because I do like the over a little bit in this game as well, 6.5. But 3-3 in the final four minutes if, if the third. If you're Ottawa, Alex, you're not sitting back playing for a point. You got to try to win this in regulation. You have to, okay, because you got to yep. try to make sure you get within five. If you only pick up one point of ground at at best case scenario, I don't know if that's optimally what you want. I don't think it's good enough. I think you want to try to get this done in regulation. So for that reason, I'm going to go Ottawa in regulation, which is plus two oh eight at Pinnacle. Great price, oh, plus two oh eight at Pinnacle. Ottawa in regulation. Spring uh, quarter unit on that. Point one units on plus three. 45 on the draw just in case we do get to overtime because i do think this is a pretty close competitive game so uh big plus prices ottawa plus 208 reg draw plus 345 and i do like this over six and a half as well uh, alex senators penguin yeah so it's funny that we kind of both have like narrative bets related with this game i like pittsburgh first period puck line i grab that and then i also like a little bit of ottawa plus 140 now my thought process in that in this, I like Pittsburgh to get out with a lead in the first period. I don't think they can hold on to it. I think there'll be time to bet live in-game on Ottawa at an even bigger price. So grabbing a small 140 now just in case Pittsburgh doesn't come out with a lead. Maybe Ottawa comes out with a one enough lead. Now I have a position of a plus price. Then I don't have to worry about jumping and grabbing anything in-game. But also if Pittsburgh cashes the first period puck line, I also have Ottawa 140. I can now add on another quarter unit get it at plus maybe 200 and then roll away with that. So I, I kind of feel the same thing. This is going to be a good back and forth battle. I'll also have a little bit on the draw and, uh, but I'm thinking Pittsburgh starts out hot. Ottawa comes back. We'll see what happens. I think Ottawa could win this game and I think they could win it in overtime. So that's the way I'm doing it. I'm basically splitting a unit between Penguins first period puck line, Ottawa money line pregame looking for the draw and then Ottawa in game, hoping that we catch the Penguins first period puck line. So again, my pathways of losing both bets here would be Pittsburgh in regulation and then Ottawa winning uh, in, uh, uh, yeah, it'd be Pittsburgh in regulation. If, if Ottawa, if we get the, if we get it to go to overtime, uh, that's phenomenal. And uh, obviously that's why I like Ottawa in regulation. I think it's worth that shot. 
uh, to take that plus 208. And again, because I think this is not one of those instances where we sit back, we play for overtime. Ottawa can't think that way. They got to try to get two points and make try to make sure Pittsburgh gets nothing out of this game tonight so that they get they within five think of the that way, though. Yeah. I mean, do you think, uh, and, and like I said, I, I agree with you. They should totally be playing this game for, for two full points and leave no doubt. But do you think that it's still fairly early enough where that naturally just could kind of come into play that if it is closely, not necessarily 10 minutes in, but if it's obviously about three minutes or so, that, that's when they probably won't roll the dice. You got to get at least one point at that point. So I, I get where you're, you know, there's a, it, it could move <laughs> within five minutes of, of the of the contest, depending on how things are shaping up. But but what you're saying from a pregame perspective, totally, totally on point. Yeah, no question about that. I think it's a good prop game. There's so much to like with props here. Shots on goal, goal score props, point props. I mean, it's going to be one of those high event games. I think if you were to take both of these goaltenders over saves, you're going to maybe go 2-0. and uh, I think both teams are going to fire a lot of rubber uh, at the opposing goaltender. Uh, we should see it is Jari for Pittsburgh uh, in net. And uh, that's another reason I think Ottawa can win this game because he's just been horrendous since coming back from that injury. Uh, and uh, Mad Sogard hasn't been a whole lot better. And it's probably going to be him once again as they remain without their top two goalies, Talbot and Forsberg, uh, the Ottawa Senators. So I think over saves props for both of the goalies tonight. Jari and presumably Sogard in net for Ottawa are both going to be good looks here. Shots on goal props there's a bunch that i like zucker's on a crazy streak over shots on goal five straight games he's gone over two and a half shots stutzla continues to go over the shot prop he's also on a six game point streak as well uh you look at it raquel's been trending over shots kachuk has been trending over shots for ottawa chikrin has been trending over shots for ottawa it's a really good you know shots on goal game because i think there's gonna be a lot of rubber uh, faced by both of these uh, goalies, uh, both sides. So a very good game as far as the prop market uh, is concerned going into uh, this one. And if you want to dabble too uh, in a couple of props involving the point, like I say, the point props make sense. You could put a Batherson point prop in there. Stutzla is always live. Uh, Giroux has been excellent, of course, for uh, Ottawa the last month or so. Uh, no doubt uh, about that on the Pittsburgh side. Raquel comes to mind. Zucker comes to mind. Sidney Crosby was totally invisible. Okay, Saturday night against the New York Rangers. I, I I think that's about as non-impactful he's been in a game in a long time. Don't be yeah. surprised if number 87 really wants to show up big tonight. So nor I don't do this a lot, but the over one and a half points tonight on a guy like Sidney Crosby at a plus price, I definitely could see that because that was beyond quiet from him Saturday night at uh, MSG. Yeah, that's a that's a great point, and, and that would be a, a good look to have. With the regards to the over saves for both these goaltenders, I think this is a good spot for that as well, especially because this could be a high scoring back and forth battle. But I don't think either coach will really want to pull their goalie in this situation. This is going to be one of those games where it's their game, you know, whether they give up five or six goals, you, they play through game, it, right? They Better play or worse. through it yep. because, yep. especially with Jari, because like I said, the Smith right now seems like he has the inside track to being the starter moving forward. So Jarz is going to have to, you know, eat it and smile if if, if it's a, a rough night for him. And same with Sogar. But uh, I think both it will go back and forth enough too to where there won't be a, a big uh, swing. That's what I think. And I'm trying to like find, figure out how to like analyze these goalie saves props because there's obviously some you know story to line to kind of follow with it. But looking at, I don't think this is going to be the kind of game where Ottawa scores four and then they chase Jari out and then come back. 
You know what I'm saying? And those are the things that I, I would kind of worry about when looking at a saves prop is, you know, could a goalie get pulled if it's going to be a back and forth kind of a firefight? But if it's a 2-2 game and then it's 3-3 and, and they're trading the goals, then usually the coaches just, just kind of let them sit on it and, uh, and stay in the game. So, Yeah, yeah, no question. Uh, no question. And I think that's the case for both Jari and with uh, Sogard. They're probably both going to have to stick in the net tonight, even if they're giving up four or five. We'll have to see. But I, I get a sense that might be the case as well. All right, Florida and Detroit. We've got the Panthers minus 190, uh, road favorites, six and a half the total in this game. Certainly should be a spot for Florida to win. We know Detroit's kind of, you know, that was pretty pathetic Saturday. I know they're playing Colorado. We know Colorado on their best day is, is as good as anybody in the NHL. But that was still Colorado at the end of a very long road trip. And I thought they would be a little more push in Detroit than we saw uh, Saturday afternoon, but it was all Colorado uh, in that game. Uh, the Red Wings are certainly not a team I'm excited about backing and betting on right now. Uh, they've lost three of their last four. Now, they did beat Boston 5-3, of course, last weekend, but uh, they lose two in a row uh, to uh, Nashville and Colorado, so I can't say I'm excited about taking this dog. Uh, and the Panthers seem to be finally, finally playing maybe their best period of hockey all season. Five wins in their last six games. Now, they were all at home. Keep that in mind. Uh, Pittsburgh, Vegas, Chicago, they had that overtime loss to Winnipeg that they actually outplayed the Jets, but uh, Hellebuck was outstanding in net that night, and that's why the Jets ended up winning in OT. But they bounced back. They clobbered Montreal 9-5. Uh, they came back from a 2-0 deficit against a very good New Jersey team uh, to beat them 4-2 uh, on Saturday night. So they're playing well, but now they go on the road, and you know the Panthers on the road are it's enough of a bother for me where it's like, do I really want to get there with Florida and regulation 14 and 20, this team on the road this year, pressure of trying to win here to make the playoffs a loose as a goose, albeit struggling Detroit Red Wings team uh, on the other side. That ends up being your ultimate question here. It looks like we've got Huso and Bobrovsky, uh, both goalies confirmed here uh, for this game tonight uh, between these two teams. Um, you look at the uh, Red Wings, of course, they gave up five goals against uh, Colorado uh, over the uh, weekend. Um, you know, certainly there's a potential here for Florida to be able to uh, find the back of the net. I think if you like Florida, I'd probably prefer, if anything, the team total, not so much a regulation bet or certainly not a money line or a puck line, anything like that. They're not that trustworthy Florida away from home, but I could get there maybe with the team total. Uh, I might bet that small Panthers over three and a half at around minus 140 with their uh, team total. But other than that, it's going to be more of a prop game for me. Six straight games over two and a half shots on goal. For the captain of the Detroit Red Wings, Dylan Larkin, uh, he still hasn't tapped out on the season. So I think that's probably a good bet. For Hagee, by the way, we got a lot of players for Florida on point streaks. And if you can build some kind of, you can either bet them straight, single bets, or put them in a same-game parlay. But we have Carter for Hagee, points in four straight games. Sam Reinhart, points in four straight games. Brandon Montour, points in four straight games for the uh, Florida Panthers going into this one tonight. Uh, Barkov has an assist in four straight games. He has a point in three straight games. Oh, and we've got goal streaks. Sam Reinhardt, four straight games, scoring a goal for Florida. Matthew Kachuk, three straight games, scoring a goal for Florida. So we've got a lot of streaks here. And if you believe in riding these streaks from a player prop perspective, I just laid them all out there for you, especially on the Florida side. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Ride the streaks. You've got a team that's feeling good now. One point behind Pittsburgh for that second and final Eastern Conference wildcard spot. So that's the way I'm approaching it. A little bit on the Panther team total and more so looking at props specifically on the Panthers side. Like I say, a lot of players 
on these consecutive game goal and point streaks right now uh, for the Florida Panthers. Uh, Alex, what do you think here, Florida, Detroit? Yeah, so, uh, you know, Florida, I've been really critical about this team. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. They've just been a bit sloppy at times. And, and even if they were to make it in, I just don't see where uh, it's probably going to be a first, second round exit kind of a deal. But looking at this matchup, I love the Panthers tonight in regulation, minus $1.35. I also have them to win and go under 6.5 at plus 220 over at BetMGM. Sergey Bobrovsky's numbers against Detroit in his career, 23-6-1 with a 1.87 goals against, a 9.37 save percentage, and three shutouts. Uh, he has owned this team, and so have the Panthers. They've won 18 of the last 22 meetings in Detroit, 23 of the last 29 overall against them. So this is all systems go for Florida. This is a big game, a must-win game. I think they take care of business and regulation, and I think it's a lower-scoring game. So I like that under as well. All right, like in the under six and a half. And uh, yeah, because and that's why I isolated the Panthers with their over as far as the team total. Because I could see this being 5-1, just like Saturday with Colorado over Detroit. That wouldn't stun you, 4-1. I could see that being the case. You, yeah. can even go, you can even go team total under two and a half at a plus money with uh, Detroit as well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, those are excellent numbers that Sergei Bobrovsky had. Remember all those years with Columbus, you know, would play Detroit, you know, quite a bit. Uh, they were division mates at one point. Uh, and, of course, you look at uh, certainly uh, the situation. Yeah, definitely uh, a good track record with uh, him against this uh, Red Wings team. Uh, but, yeah, definitely I, Florida, I think Florida doesn't win this game. But it, it, to me, this this stains the nice little run they put together if they lose yes, tonight, the Florida Panthers. This really does stain it. Enough with this, you know, erratic schizophrenia. This is a Detroit team that's kind of down and out. They've traded away a bunch of key cogs. They've fallen out of the race. Colorado just went in there in a brutal spot because it's the end of a long road trip. They're probably tired as shit, Colorado. They still went in there and won 5-1. Get the job done uh, if you're Florida. If you're serious about making the playoffs, uh, this is a game you got to find a way uh, to get it the two points. All right, uh, next up, Chicago and Colorado. Uh, we've got the uh, Avs minus 410 home favorites, six the total. Uh, in this one, huge favorites, of course, as you'd expect here for Colorado. Uh, it is worth noting, though, uh, Kale McCarr not going to suit up tonight for the uh, Avs. It makes sense. I mean, this d definitely feels like a little load management thing here uh, going on with uh, McCarr, although it is a lower body injury specifically that's causing him to miss tonight. He suffered it against Detroit on Saturday, and really he was banged up a little bit before that too, uh, but was kind of playing through it. So McCarr's out tonight. Uh, he's been absolutely sensational, 16 points in the last nine games for uh, Kale McCarr before this injury that'll keep him out tonight against uh, Chicago. I'm telling you what here, though, uh, off the long road trip, I mean, I'm not saying Chicago's going to win, but, you know, it is that tricky spot. It is, for as much as Colorado's so much better on paper than Chicago, this is that tricky spot. First home game off a very long road trip in the East, you know, out through Eastern Canada, and then Detroit, that little pit stop they made Saturday, and now back home against Chicago, who... You know, the question is, do you trust Chicago? Even though this is a dubious spot for a team that's laying north of minus 400, uh, can you trust Chicago? They lost 4-2 to Arizona, but they did win two in a row before that against Nashville and Boston. Um, so you are still seeing, and believe it or not, they actually outshot the uh, Arizona Coyotes 34-20 to uh, in the uh, game on uh, Saturday night. They actually ran into a very hot Ivan Prosvetov uh, for the uh, Arizona Coyotes, who played very well that night on Saturday. So 
I'm going to, I might sprinkle on Chicago in the first period, but I don't trust them for a full game. I mean, I really don't, but uh, certainly a Colorado with no McCarr and the coming back home off that trip. And if you actually look at head to head with these two teams, Chicago beat them in Chicago three to two uh, the last time they played back in uh, January uh, as big dogs. So, you know, it's just one of those spots where maybe Chicago can pounce early. And then the one thing, too, with, with Colorado, and I've seen this, too, when they return home off a road trip, they're vulnerable in the first period, and they fall behind, and maybe they're trailing. But then that third period comes around, and the altitude, which they're used to, and the opponent's not, kicks in, and they really rev it up, and they come back, and they win. I could see that totally happening in this game. Maybe a sluggish start for the Avs, but they overcome it because, A, they get stronger as the game goes on, and B, because they're playing a weak Blackhawks team, let's be honest. Then they just get better uh, as the as the game goes on. So I don't mind that shot, and I'm going to do that. A couple bucks here for this game tonight with Chicago first period, plus 250, by the way, is the money line price with the Chicago in the first period. Not as good as the full game, but I don't trust Chicago as much for the full game. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Blackhawks, Avalanche. Yeah, I laid uh, a minus a dollar thirty with over one and a half in the first period, and I thought that was really interesting that that was the price. Seeing that Colorado is eleven and two to the first period over the last thirteen, I get the Hawks been a little bit rough, but still five and five uh, in their last ten. But I'm, I'm, the play I love the most here is Colorado to score in the first ten minutes. Yes, plus one hundred five. They have cashed thirteen straight times with a goal in the first ten minutes. Uh, I'm stunned that this is even a plus price. So. Yes, plus 105 for a goal in the first 10 minutes for Colorado and the first period over one and a half. I still like it at minus $1.35. That's what I'm seeing at most books. I like that. I think Colorado can either they, like I said, aren't ready early and the Hawks can take advantage. But I still think the Colorado could go back and forth uh, early and then maybe they, they fade out a little bit late. So, yeah, Hawks to, at, a, at a big dog price wouldn't be the worst of looks. Uh, you know, Colorado should win this game and the Hawks don't need to win a game, which means – one like the Hawks end up winning this game. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, definitely. You could uh, absolutely uh, – like I say, I'm not in love with it, but uh, I, I do think just spot – this is just a pure spot play because I've seen this with Colorado. When they do return home off a pretty lengthy road trip, that first period they're sometimes a little bit sluggish. And that's the that's the only impetus for me with Chicago in the first period in this game. But I do like a few props. I mean, if you're Chicago, you, you go back to Taylor Radish. We've talked about him. He's one of the guys that's been reliable. Uh, for the uh, Chicago Blackhawks, no question. So uh, if you're going to bet any props involving them offensively tonight, that's who probably you start with is uh, Taylor Radish right now for them, maybe with a little smaller shot on Lucas Reichel. I want to mention with Makar out, someone has to take the minutes, right? Someone has to take that number one power play responsibility from the blue line. That ki- that guy is going to be the young kid, uh, Bowen Byram. Bo Byram is going to be the number one power play unit guy. Uh, on the back end without McCarr tonight for the uh, Avalanche. So Bowen Byram is going to get more power play time, more power play minutes. And if you actually look at Bowen Byram, his offensive game is really starting to come to life. You know, he had a stretch there where he wasn't putting up much at at all uh, offensively. But since the uh, beginning of that road trip they had in Montreal, he's gotten two goals and three points in the last four games for the uh, Colorado Avalanche. So Bowen Byram props are very live tonight in my opinion, especially because he's going to eat up the minutes uh, that Kale McCarr usually has and obviously won't tonight because he's not playing. And so it's Bo Byram time, in my opinion here. Uh, you can get plus 520 at cool bet for him to score a goal, plus 225 to get an assist. Uh, if you want to sprinkle on a power play point prop as well, because he's going to be number one power play, plus 500. 
plus 525 at bet 365 with a power play point prop on uh, Bowen Byram uh, for the Avs tonight. And again, he's now going to be the Makar uh, on that number one power play unit for the uh, Colorado Avalanche. So you talk about stepping in and swooping in with value personified from a player prop standpoint. It definitely is there with Byram just because of the minutes and the opportunity that he's going to have tonight. Number one uh, D pair, I would assume as well, not just the uh, number one uh, power play unit. So yeah, definitely very live is, are his props in this game. Yeah, he'll be playing with Devon Taves, which is always where Kale McCarr normally plays. So yeah, it's great prop value for the uh, young kid, Bo Byram tonight on that blue line for uh, Colorado. Uh, if you look at the rest of their lines, I still say Evan Rodriguez, as long as he stays up there with McKinnon and Rantanen's got value. Uh, Malgan has been having chances, a typical Malgan chances, 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 not enough finish. But if you believe one of those pucks are eventually going to go in, you could take a shot with Malgan to score a goal tonight. And how do you not bet Rantanen to score a goal? He's just uh, hotter than a pistol right now for the Colorado Avalanche. Four straight games with a goal uh, for uh, Miko Rantanen. So I am on the Miko Rantanen goal score prop train uh, once again uh, here in this one tonight. You can get Rantanen as high as up plus. Uh, 100. Uh, not the greatest price. There's some books that actually have Ranton uh, up to as high as minus 155, believe it or not, to score a goal tonight. That's about as pricey as you will see with a goal score prop. Uh, but you can get minus 105 at other books if you shop around. So uh, definitely uh, shop around if you're going to bet Miko to keep his goal streak going to five here in That's this one tonight. Austin Matthews, uh, Connor McDavid territory. <laughs> it is. It is. It's, he's been red hot, and I think the four-game goal streak is part of that. But, yeah, you don't see that every day. Minus 155, anyone to score a goal, let alone uh, Miko Rantanen. All right, good stuff. we got two games left on this Monday card. Hit the like button, 195 viewers on YouTube Live. We appreciate it, and shout-out to our podcast listeners as well. Back with the remaining two games on this Monday card right after we hear from Gramco. Support for the Ice Gas is brought to you by Gramco. Whether you or your team's game is on the field, Screen, racetrack, court, or the ice, Gramco is for the game. Grown by farmers who spent years developing premium hemp genetics, Gramco provides customers with consistent quality Delta 8 THC products ready for any occasion. Gramco currently offers numerous Delta 8 products, including vape cartridges, disposable vapes, pre-rolls, gummies, wake-and-bake coffee, and more. Gramco offers an enjoyable, legal high delivered discreetly and directly to you. Gramco is also available at many American retailers as well. You can get the best Delta cannabis products on the market shipped quickly and discreetly from Gramco. And if you visit www.thegramco.com, use promo code ICEGUYS, you will get 20% off of every order. And any order that's on the site over $50 will be shipped free with standard shipping. So live elevated with Gramco and check out their wonderful Delta 8 products today. All right, we are back here. I love that comment, Grinch. That is from a power play point prop picked a pack of pickles. That's what it sounds like whenever I say power play point prop. Yeah, exactly. It does sound like that old grind. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's a tongue twister. I'm, I'm surprised I don't screw it up more often than I do. Uh, all right, next up, we've got uh, San Jose and Edmonton. Uh, Edmonton minus 320 home favorites. Uh, how about this total? Seven. Now, uh, across the board, this actually did open six and a half. It's been bet up by the betting markets up to seven uh, here with the uh, Sharks and the uh, Oilers. Uh, it's, you know, obviously there's definitely cause for goals being scored in this game. And Edmonton's just been a house of fire offensively. 
Uh, make no mistake about it. You go back to uh, Edmonton's last nine games. Really, in the, since the beginning of March, they've played nine games. They have scored five, six, five, three, three, four, six, four, six. Those are the goals they have scored. Three is their low watermark, essentially, here in the month of March for this Edmonton team. So can you pretty much pencil them in to score at least three goals tonight uh, against the San Jose Sharks team? That's probably the case. I think three is being uh, generous. I think they could probably get four, five, even six tonight uh, against the Sharks, especially with Evander Kane back and Evander Kane rolling again. What a performance, obviously, Saturday against Seattle. The Hattie. Uh, for Evander Kane, and he is now, you know, again, he was coming off that laceration, that scary incident with Pat Maroon and Tampa Bay early this season. It definitely looked like it took him time to get comfortable again and get his, you know, bearings together and uh, get that offensive uh, uh, game and rhythm back. He's got it back now, uh, playing with McDavid and Hyman. Don't let uh, Kyler Yamamoto get going. You know, he's kind of been quiet, but he had a much-needed offensive outburst as well against the uh, Kraken, getting a goal there. Uh, maybe that sparks him. I like players that haven't been scoring, but they get that goal to bump the slide, bump the skid, and maybe they can get it going. So I'm going to put a little on Yamamoto to score tonight here in this game against the uh, San Jose Sharks. You'll still get a very good price. He's on the second line with the Nuge and Dreisaitl. So you know opportunity is going to be there for uh, Yamamoto uh, in this game tonight. Also, don't sleep on the fact that as far as the uh, as far as far minutes are concerned, you got someone that's going to be getting power play time for the Oilers as well on that second unit with Fogel, Kane, Nurse, and Ekholm. Of course, the top unit is still Nuge, Hyman, Dreisaitl, McDavid, and Evan Bouchard. I keep saying his props are undervalued too now because guess what? He's number one power play defenseman now with Tyson Berry traded to Nashville. He's taken over that spot, uh, and I think he's someone where you pounce on their props, and especially a night like tonight where we do expect if the Oilers get on the power play, they'll do damage. So you could go power play point prop for Bouchard plus 280. Uh, to score a goal is plus 600, if you believe in that. Uh, you know, assist prop is plus 125. Uh, so definitely, I think Evan Bouchard is going to make his presence felt now, leading that Oilers power play uh, moving forward. And if you look at Evan Bouchard's recent numbers, he has the two assists against Dallas, the two assists against Toronto. He scored against Boston. He has five points in the last five games for Edmonton. This is what you expect from Evan Bouchard now. He has basically taken over that number one offensive-minded defenseman role on this group now, uh, and I think that leads to him having great value uh, with his props right now. Obviously, I like this game over the total, but not at seven. We'll try to wait for a six-and-a-half in-game, but again, with these these teams that are just so quick strike, I mean, if you waited to six-and-a-half or waited for a better number against Seattle uh, on Saturday, it didn't work out well because I think Edmonton scored that first goal in the first minute or two uh, of that game. So if you waited for that live total uh, to the price and the number to get better, you paid the price. And that's unfortunately the risky run, you know, waiting for the six and a half with a total of seven, but you got to take that chance. I mean, it's hard to bet sevens these days. Uh, I'd still prefer the six and a half, six and a half, still a very key number uh, in NHL totals. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Sharks Oilers. Yeah. I was going to say that not only, you know, is it, you have to be quick, obviously with teams, you know, giving up scoring goals earlier, giving up goals early, but, the thing now books are doing with the six and a half to five and a half drop, you still have, you know, relatively high, you know, decent price. Like it'll drop, you know, open at 140. But where I'm seeing with sevens dropping the six and a half, it goes six and a half minus 175 
six and a half minus 170, maybe six and a half minus 160. They're real slow about moving that number from seven up to down to six and a half. So yeah, use caution when trying to wait for those. And sometimes it's not worth waiting for. Uh, you might have to just go in and roll with the seven. But what I like here is the first period over at two plus a dollar twenty. We've seen Edmonton cash seven straight first period overs, 13 and three in the last 16. And uh, like I said, I just don't see where the, the defensive uh, battle is going to come from uh, on San, San Jose's. Uh, and I just think it's going to be goals back and forth. I think Edmonton could give up a couple as well. So seven's not a bad look at all for the full game. But I really like this first period over. I think Edmonton could, you know, pile it on. And, and I think they might let up some goals late in garbage time. And I could see this easily being like a, a six to three or, or a seven to three win for, for the Oilers. And it was seven to one. Edmonton, the last time these two teams met, uh, back in, I believe it was in January, here in the Shark Tank, 7-1 to one for Edmonton. And three of the last four meetings have gone over the total, uh, and 6-2 uh, and two to the over in the last eight meetings. But three of the last four have gotten to seven goals. We had 5-2, 5-4, uh, So I like that 6.5. And, and it is Jack Campbell, by the way, in net for Edmonton, giving Skinner, Stuart Skinner, a rest tonight. So it's Campbell and James Reimer uh, for the uh, San Jose Sharks. Uh, we won't get into whole, his situation. Uh, we'll keep that for other people to talk about. But, you know, you look at uh, the Reimer. Uh, he's actually played better lately. I, I'll give him that. He's played a little bit better uh, in net. Uh, you look at uh, Jack Campbell. Obviously, that hasn't been the case for him. Now, he actually had those that little period. He was starting to play a little bit better uh, in goal. But the last uh, four or five games or so back down in the decline uh for Jack Campbell and not playing well, four goals to Detroit, four to the Rangers, six to Colorado, four to Columbus, six against Winnipeg, which is the last time we saw him start March the 4th against Winnipeg, gave up six goals uh, in that game. So uh, definitely you look at this uh, situation here where um, I definitely like the over, but I'm going to try to wait for a six and a half. Uh, and I'm going to look toward, uh, like I say, Yamamoto to score. Uh, some There's some good prop options here in this game. Uh, McDavid, by the way, uh, has scored in seven of the last 10 games for this uh, Oilers team. I like Evander Kane over shots on goal, too. Not only Evander Kane maybe to get a goal and a point, but uh, the point prop probably in particular is not that great, minus 174. But to score a goal, plus 154, he's red hot at the moment. And over three and a half shots on goal, plus 125, a nice price. He's shooting the puck a lot, too, now with this confidence coming back. So uh, the Evander Kane shot props might be worth a look. If you're going to look at anyone on San Jose, it's Barabanov and it's uh, – uh, Probably Barabanov and Eklund got sent down, which is disappointing because he played pretty well, but they're uh, sending him back down to the minors. Barabanov maybe to get a point. Uh, Hurdle and Couture have been shooting the puck a lot lately for the uh, Sharks, so especially Hurdle. Hurdle went over his shot prop last game for uh, San Jose, so Tomas Hurdle over shots might be a, a good shot on goal prop for the San Jose side. All right, final game of this Monday card, Calgary Flames, Los Angeles Kings. Uh, Kings minus 110, pretty much even money here. Uh, in this game, six the total uh, across the board. Um, so there's definitely, you know, which game, which team is this game a little bit more important? I think for LA it's important. They're still trying to win the Pacific Division and get first place. But for the Calgary Flames, it's imperative, you know, for them to bounce back from that overtime loss to Dallas and get two points because the Winnipeg Jets did them a solid, you know, last night losing to St. Louis. So the Calgary Flames still have a door very much open for them. They're only four points behind the Winnipeg Jets for the second wild card spot, and they have a game in hand on the Jets as well. And this is that game in hand. It's a huge opportunity for Calgary. It's a huge game for them and an opportunity, you know, for Calgary 
to close to within two points. So for that reason, I expect an utmost effort from Calgary. I'm not going to go against Calgary here. But even if you like Calgary in this game, how do you how do you reconcile it with yourself to take them at this price? You're talking about the LA Kings at home, even money against this Calgary team when LA is clearly the better team. They've shown themselves to be the better team uh, all season long. Even if you think Calgary is going to bring it, maybe come out of here with the win. How do you bet it at minus 110 in LA uh, against this Kings team that we know is better? This LA Kings team that has a very good home record as well, 22 and 12 this season here at crypto.com arena uh, in LA. Um, I can't do it. So, and I'm not going to do it. I actually think there's great value on LA, tremendous value uh, on the LA Kings here uh, in this game at minus 110. But I know this is huge for Calgary. I've got to expect utmost urgency. You know, I expect massive effort. I'm not going to go against Calgary because of that. All I'm saying is that I don't think there's value on Calgary if you're going to bet them. I just don't. I think at minus 110, and I'm, and I'm stunned it's this cheap on the uh, Kings here. I know Fiala's out. They definitely miss, they definitely miss him offensively because that's the one thing about LA. A couple of these games recently, the Nashville loss, the Vancouver loss, you know, they kind of missed his offense a little bit. Um, and the, But still, I mean, even without Fiala and Dursey on the blue line, there's still plenty enough to go around and that they should be able to pick up the slack with Ayafalo uh, and Deneau and uh, Kopitar. Velarde, uh, you know, scoring a lot more. Kempe, uh, Arvidsson. Arvidsson, by the way, his shots on goal are on fire. I just keep betting over Victor Arvidsson. Shots on goal for L.A. Keeps on cashing in. So that's a good player prop for me in this game. Velarde, goal prop, point prop, never a bad thing. You know, on the Calgary Flames side of the equation, uh, you know, they had all kinds of great opportunities. I'll tell you what, here's something you could roll with for uh, Calgary here in the prop department. Rasmus Anderson, the blue liner for the uh, Calgary Flames, shooting the puck a lot more. He has five shots on goal in two of the last three games for the Calgary Flames, and he's racking up the points as well. Rasmus Anderson enters this game for the uh, Flames on a four-game point streak for them. You could say the same about Hannafin, the other def key defenseman for them. He's also on a four-game point streak. They get that, look, it's already hard enough to score goals. You know, our forwards shoot the damn puck right in the middle of the goalie's chest. Uh, too much of the time. We've got to try to chip in offensively and help our team out a little bit. And Hannafin's on a four-game point streak. He's plus 140 to get a point in this game tonight. Same thing with Rasmus Anderson, who I think has been very good lately for the Flames. I think he's really stepped up his game, generating the offense from the blue line, starting the rush while remaining responsible defensively. And he's only plus 100, minus 105 to get a point. Uh, in this game tonight for the Flames as well. So Anderson and Hannafin, two of their blue liners, have been racking up the points lately, and you can get even money or plus money on both of them to get a point tonight. Excellent value. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Flames, Kings. Yeah, like you said, this is a, a generous price to take the Kings with right now. I laid the dollar ten. Uh, I, I just don't think Calgary is even, like I said, this is not a, a even matchup at all, and especially in L.A., and I know both teams are, are claiming for points. Like I said, Calgary needs this to just try to get into the postseason. L.A. is trying to win for the division. So worth a little sprinkle, maybe a quarter unit on the draw. But I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if the Kings just kind of run away with this one. I think this could be a statement game for them. They've won eight of the last nine games against specific division opponents. So I like the Kings a little bit more. But just as a little safety net because it could it's definitely one of those games where if it's close, you know they're not going to risk it. Both teams need at least one point. So 
a uh, little sprinkle on the draw, but really liking this Kings uh, money line at dollar ten. Yeah, that is actually. You know what? Uh, now that I think about it, I'm I'm talking about how I'm uh, not going to bet Calgary, even though I feel they're going to bring a strong effort because of the fact I don't like the price. I'm not fading LA when they're the better team at minus one ten at home. I'm not doing that. That's why I'm not on Calgary, even though I do think they're going to bring a good effort, maybe win this game. But the draw, I will bet for a couple of bucks. How can we not? We cash that draw with Calgary, Dallas. The other night does feel like this game could be pretty close. And look, Vancouver and L.A. went to a draw the other night, Saturday night. So the Kings are off a draw in their last game. Calgary's off a draw. And uh, two, in their the last, last four game. meetings between these two teams have gone to overtime. Yeah. Yeah, this is one of my favorite draws of the night. Outside of maybe Ottawa-Pittsburgh, I like this draw as well. Plus 330 uh, at Pinnacle for uh, the draw here with the uh, Flames and the Kings. And again, totally different playoff races. Kings don't give a shit if the Flames get a point. Flames don't give a shit if the Kings get a point. They're in their own races. Kings are trying to win the division. Calgary's just trying to get into the playoffs and catch Winnipeg. So nobody's going to be uh, worried about the other team getting a point if it goes to overtime. All right, great stuff. Uh, that's the Monday card. Hit the like button. Uh, we appreciate it very much. Uh, and a reminder, patreon.com slash ice guys, just $10 a month. Uh, power ratings, goalie charts, totals charts, our daily ice guys show betting card, bonus content, and more. Just $10 a month. If you want, People always ask, how do I give you a tip? How do I donate? How do I show my appreciation? That's how you do it. Sign up, subscribe, just $10 a month at patreon.com slash iceguys. Also, check out the Ice Guys store, iceguys.myspreadshop.com. Three days left with 20% off everything in the store. So uh, go ahead and shop now, iceguys.myspreadshop.com. All right, great stuff. All right, best bets on this Monday slate to come in just a moment right after we hear from Manscaped. Support for the Ice Guys is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS. That's promo code I-C-E-G-U-Y-S at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, it's about 14 million balls that you can preserve. The Performance Package 4.0 is the complete accessory package to take care of everything that is required. You've got, of course, the Lawnmower 4.0, takes care of your facial hair, uh, and among other things, uh, you've got, of course, the Weed Whacker. I'm approaching 40. Nose hair has become a major issue. It pisses the hell out of me. I need to take care of that shit, and the Weed Whacker can help you do that. Both of these products, waterproof and a 4,000K LED spotlight for a more precise shave. And you'll also be able to take care of those delicate areas with the ball toner, with the ball deodorant. Keep you smelling good, looking good, and feeling good down in the nether regions. This complete performance package 4.0 will take care of everything for you, for all you guys out there. And it's courtesy of our good friends at Manscaped.com. So get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com. And use promo code ICEGUYS. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. All right, we're back here on the ice, guys, and ready for best bets for this Monday edition uh, of the uh, show. A clean sweep of the board with the best bets yesterday. It was Vegas puck line first period for Alex. It was the Devils for me. See if we can duplicate that today. Alex, what do you like for best bet? Yeah, we'll head on uh, out to the West Coast. We will go with the 
San Jose Edmonton first period over two plus. Uh, I'm seeing a plus a dollar five plus a dollar eight. So shop around trying to get the best numbers. Certainly look for a plus price with this. But Edmonton seven straight first period overs thirteen and three the last sixteen. San Jose's defense just absolutely rough. I think this is going to be a, a good game for Edmonton. I think they get the scoring early and often. So we would go Oilers Sharks first period over two plus one hundred five. My best bet for this Monday. All right, there we go. Liking the uh, first period over. Sharks, Oilers, uh, first period over. Best bet for uh, Alex P. Smith. Someone in our chat, a little ballsy today with putting the Red Wings and the Sharks as uh, as money line underdogs here tonight uh, on their card. Alex, that's uh, gutsy yeah. gutsy stuff right there. Yeah. I'll say this, though. Florida can be flighty. We know yeah, that. Even, sure. even though they have to win the game to get two points. And we know that Jack Campbell is in net for Edmonton. And you look at his recent starts. I mean, he gave up six. They lost. He gave up four to Columbus. They lost that game. I remember it was that Saturday afternoon game. They lost uh, Colorado. They lost. He gave up six. The Rangers uh, and Detroit, those games, I think actually won the Detroit game, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but the rest of them, he lost. So he's on a he's on a losing streak. So, yeah, it's. And and it does feel like maybe a little flat spot after playing Seattle. So uh, it's not the worst thing in the world. San Jose take a shot. Uh, the problem is I don't know if San Jose is going to keep Edmonton from scoring. Yeah. Uh, that's the issue uh, that they might have tonight uh, in this game. But, yeah, interesting. Do they get caught in that trap spot tonight? Edmonton, we'll see. Uh, my best bet, uh, let me just see here. Let's, yeah, let's go with a little, let's go with something a little gutsy here on my own right here. I like the draw a little bit too. But if they're going to make this playoff run and still stay alive tonight, they got to beat this team in regulation. And I think they're capable of doing it because I just don't like what I'm seeing from the Penguins right now. Let's go Ottawa Senators in regulation. That's not the money line. That's in regulation at plus 208 at Pinnacle. Ottawa Senators in regulation plus 208 against the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. This is it for Ottawa. They got to have it. And they got to try to get it done in 60 minutes. Senators in regulation uh, against the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, that is going to be my best bet here for this uh, Monday card. All right, that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. Hit the like button uh, on the way out. We appreciate it uh, very much. Uh, and a reminder, we got our BetCast tomorrow night. It's our a big Tuesday, our daily show at 2 p.m. Eastern to break down the massive Tuesday card. And then, of course, the uh, BetCast at 7 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. Uh, make sure uh, you join us for that. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Monday night. Enjoy the games and good luck, and we will talk to you again tomorrow on Tuesday. Daily show and the BetCast coming your way tomorrow on the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now. (laughs) 